Welcome to Bubbly Bibbly, the podcast about books and bubbles, literature and libations, authors and alcohol. We love books and bubbly. We are friends who offer a curated book review section on our website and a hilarious podcast. We discuss books, drinks, and stories from our lives. I'm Rachel. And I am Carmen. I just saw that Bubbly Bibbly's friend, Janet, finished the Pop Sugar Reading Challenge in 2020. And not only did she do that, she did the Advanced Challenge as well. And I had to look it up to find out what it was all about. Yeah, that's right. That is a huge congrats to her. Um, There are 40 books in the main challenge with another 10 book criteria in an advanced challenge. So it is it's a big deal to finish it in one year. Well, I looked up the prompts for this year and they are a book published in 2021, an Afrofuturistic book. A book that has a heart or diamond or club or spade on the cover. A book by an author who shares your zodiac sign. Rachel, Rachel, uh, Rachel. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not going to read all of them to me, are you? Well, I kind of was. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> but in this episode, we're talking about the Pop Sugar 2021 reading challenges and a few other reading challenges out there. Okay, tonight I am drinking a whiskey sour because I have joined my fair share of reading challenges, and when I am unable to finish them, that's the look on my face. It's a big old whiskey sour. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that cracks me up. Okay, so I have a completely different view on this when I saw that we were doing the challenge, you know, book challenges. I thought about like, drinking challenges and the only one I could come up with was beer pong so (laughs) I did find a new beer this week that I love and I'm showing you it's called Dixie Beer it's a slow brewed lager it's from New Orleans New Orleans I'm drinking it just in a Copper Hill brewery glass that I just got from Blue Ridge Georgia so I was drinking actually this bar is actually on the line of Tennessee and Georgia, and they have like a blue line down the middle of the of the bar. Oh, that's very cool. I know. It's really, it's really neat. So I'm drinking beer, a little nod to beer pong. Okay, excellent. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played beer pong. Uh, I, I'm not good at it either. <laughs> I've, done, I've done my share of, um, of shot bingo, though. Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. It gives, it, it gives new meaning to the term blackout bingo. Ooh. That's- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what I'm reading this week is I loved the writing of V.E. Schwab's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So I checked out from the library her first in the Shades of Magic trilogy. And the name of the first one is A Darker Shade of Magic. And I'm I'm usually not a big fantasy reader, but this one really grabbed me from the start. And it's about a line of very rare magicians who are able to travel between different realities of London. 
And because of prejudices, prejudices and ignorance, there are only two of these magicians left. Kale is in red London and Holland is in white London. And so while he is visiting gray London, Kale meets a thief named Delilah. And the rest of the story just follows their antics and adventures. There are three in the series. It's a YA book, and it is just full of adventure. And I really recommend it for any middle teen and up. That sounds interesting. Well, over Christmas, I picked up a book, and I'm reading The Book Charmer by Karen Hawkins. Magical realism. Yeah, Carmen. You got me hooked a little bit. It's the first in the Dove Pond series. It's about Sarah Dove, who since the age of seven has had books talk to her. (gasps) So when she was seven, she walked into her library and this book that was in a, like a podium locked down, like whispered to her and was like, you got to read me, you know? And she was like, well, do you have unicorns? And because she loved unicorns or or dragons or something. And he was like, no, but you need to read me. And she goes, never mind. And every day the book kept talking to her. Well, she's grown up and she's become the librarian. So she has this gift of finding the perfect book for the perfect reader. The second character that enters is uh, Grace Wheeler, who moves back to Dub Pond. These two apparently become friends. I'm not that far into it yet. Thus far, it's been very fun and an enjoyable read. So, oh, it sounds really it's good. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, now, when I saw that Janet had finished the Pop Sugar Challenge, I was immediately intrigued. So, Rachel and I started looking at the challenge, and Rachel suggested that we do an episode dedicated to it. So, as I was researching, I found there are numerous reading challenges each year. So we expanded the episode just a little bit. I thought it was really interesting because I had never really dove into the idea of reading challenges because I've always had like a book club or something. So I've always had the challenge of reading a book every month or something, but I've never actually said, oh, I'm going to read so many books or I'm going to read a book that starts with go through the alphabet or through the months or whatever. It just intrigued me. I was like, well, that's an interesting way to to read, to get, to have challenges set on me instead of just reading, as I'm going to say, reading to enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I messaged uh, Tara Block, and Tara is a content editor at Pop Sugar, and she is the byline of most of the reading challenge posts, but I did not get a reply. Um, I had questions on the history of the challenge, like how long it's been going on, who comes up with the criteria, and stuff like that. It would have been great to have a representative from Pop Sugar on for an interview, and we could still do a follow up if they respond. <laughs> Wouldn't that be very cool? I would oh, love that. that. Would be great. From some Goodreads research, it looks like this reading challenge started around 2015, so it's in its sixth year. There's a community thread on Goodreads, which I have joined that lists the book criteria per year, every year for all its challenges. It was interesting to see them. 
and the way that they have changed over the years as the world changes. It definitely keeps up with the times, that's for sure. But it's interesting, some of the people on on a Facebook group and also the Goodreads group, but mm-hmm. some of them are like, I don't want to do the 2001. I'm going to go back and do the 2000. 20 2019 and finish it because I like those prompts better so it's interesting how they kind of decide what they're going to do but I love that it really keeps up with the times and what's going on around us well I also note that the uh, 10 advanced prompts in this year's challenge have a theme Um, Mm -hmm. and the theme is uh, TBR or to be read And I wondered if the past years have also had a theme for the advanced prompts, or maybe if this is the first year they've tried it. I really love the idea of a theme for those 10 books for the overachievers. And I would really be interested in hearing feedback from any listeners who may know the answer on whether or not this is new. Reading challenges can be daunting and make you feel like you're way in over your head or overwhelmed. And for some, it may feel like you're back in high school with a list of what you must read and hurry up and get that book done. It's a great thing about a reading challenge, though, is that it's intentional reading. You get to choose your book within a given category. Find a book that you like in that category. Have you ever participated in a reading challenge, Carmen? Have you done one? I have, Rachel. Um, I belong to a great reading group called the Bibliophile Reading Group. We originally started on Shelfari. Okay, wait. I have to interrupt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can we just take a moment of silence for the demise of this wonderful book organizational tool after being purchased by Amazon? Uh, That's a great idea. Just let's take two two seconds. Okay. Um, (laughs) If I didn't like this shirt that I'm wearing so much, I would rip my sleeve because I did. (laughs) I loved me some Shelfari. And, you know, I used to ask readers if I met a new reader, I would say, do you Shelfari? And you can't say, do you Goodreads? Or, you know, I used to say, I give good Shelfari. (laughs) But you can't. I know. But you can say, "Are you on Goodreads?" Well, you can, but it's not the same vibe. You know, it's like, or you could say, "Hey, do you gr?" You know, it's not the same as Jelfari. Even even a Goodreads person is not going to understand that, Rachel. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. Um, So the Bibliophile Reading Group was, and still is, moderated by Mimi and Vani, who are two awesome women. It was very laid back with few rules, lots of participation. And then every year they hosted a reading challenge. And it was either in the summer, the winter, or I think maybe a couple of years they did both. And it was freaking awesome. Um, It had very doable and diverse prompts. It awarded a raffle entry once you participated uh, and completed a prompt and had a number of short mini challenges. And they were optional and you could get additional raffle entries. And they were um, the mini challenges were uh, short, like a maybe two weeks long. And the other challenge was three months long. 
So uh, the move from Shelfari to Goodreads uh, hindered kind of the continuation of the participation. And I think now they are exclusively on Facebook, but the group is still a thing. And I highly recommend joining the Facebook group if you're interested. Um, so it, it's it's really my first foray into an online reading group and into a book challenge. So what what's your experience? Well, I've never done a book challenge before. I've been part of book clubs. And I do, as you're talking about a Facebook group, I do recommend everyone listening to join the Bubbly Bibbly Facebook group. Mm -hmm. We do have a private group and we discuss things. I'm interested in this year. This is kind of exciting. I'm I really do want to do it. I've actually, I spoke with Janet, our friend, who's still <laughs> one of our, yeah. one of our friends. Shout out, Janet. And I did get some stickers. So I'm going to try and keep a book journal at least this year. Oh my goodness. So I am going to do that to try and keep up with some of my reading. Because sometimes I just don't have time to either look on my phone and see what my good, like that book that I read in July, what that was. And now I can just have it in a little, a book form. Uh, I'm using a moleskin journal that I'm just going to make my own. Pop Sugar Challenge this year has a few prompts uh, with which I was unfamiliar. Um, their webpage has a lot of great info on the groups to join for support and to answer common questions. And I joined the Facebook group. Did you say you did too? I did too. And I agree with you on some of the prompts. Uh, one of the first ones is, and we mentioned it earlier, is the Afrofuristic books. And I have never heard of this term before. And I guess it's a new genre. The term was coined in the 1990s. And the strict definition is a movement in literature, art, um, music, etc., featuring futuristic or science fiction theme, which incorporates element of Black history and culture. So, since science fiction has long used aliens and other worlds as a basis to offer social commentary, it's not surprising that this would be a perfect medium to offer some viewpoints of non-Western European European. That's <laughs> like keep thinking of a really bad joke about that uh, perspective. So I'm thinking Binti by Nadi Okorafor, and that's N-N-E-D-I-O-K-O-R-A-F-O-R. -O -O and Octavia, Octavia Butler has a number of titles that would fit into this category. And Rosewater by Tay Thompson. I think yeah, all those, those are those some really fit. good ones. And that's not, that is not a genre that I would intentionally read. You know, I don't something think I would that is, yeah, something that is science fiction with an black history and culture futuristic story. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, um, I think I would like that because you know I read that um, Annihilation and some other stuff that mm -hmm. I didn't think I would like that I ended up loving, and so this you know, might be a new genre that I like. That Binti that you mentioned, I think, is less than two hundred pages, oh, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, that uh, and it's also a series, and I think Rosewater mm -hmm. is is also a series. It is. So that those, those are good ones. Um, you know, a little farther down on the Pop Sugar prompt is the prompt: a dark 
academia book. You know, a and, lot of people have been asking about this. <laughs> have you noticed uh, there's a lot of questions? Page. Yes, there's a lot of questions about it. But, you know, once you read what the definition of it is, I was surprised that I had read so many books in this category. So oh, the definition. I'm not, I'm not. You're not surprised? You read a lot of, no, I'm not surprised. The darker, the better. Right? Dark. <laughs> exactly. I mean, no, I mean, you're not afraid. It would be weird if I had done that because I don't even like to read horror books. You know what I mean? But you're like, mm -hmm. you're not afraid. You're, you'll are you go out there and you're like, oh, yeah, the devil? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's in Moscow. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't surprise me. You've read probably a few of them. Uh, well, yes, I have. And and here here's the definition that I found on the blog. It's a book featuring an academic setting and characters exploring darker urges, navigating crimes or dark secrets, or exploring dark speculative elements. So I'm hmm. going to go back to the author that I'm currently reading, V.E. Schwab. Uh, she has another series, and it takes place in a school, and the first one is called Vicious. So Vicious by hmm. V.E. Schwab would work with this. A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, which was very, very popular a few years ago. And uh, another one that I've read, The Lake of Dead Languages by Carol Goodman. So those huh. would all fit the bill. But then so would John Knowles, A Separate Piece, the classic. Mm. Yeah, you're right. So it, it, it's just that's a really rich uh, genre that I, it, it's a new genre to me. So I was, or maybe it's not a genre, right. it's just a prompt. So, you know, that, that was new for me. So, and then there are some other prompts that really made me smile, like magical realism. And I went down and went, ah, Carmen, which I'm now <laughs> armed and ready to pick something appropriate. Um, yes, you are, girlfriend. A book with an oxymoron in the title is also intriguing. Um, that would be like the hotel on the corner of Bitter and Sweet by Jamie Ford Libby and Big Little Lies by Leon Mor Morardi. Um, I love some of the fun prompts that will make you think. Okay. Like a book with the same title as a song and a genre hybrid. So, you know, you'd have to put your thinking caps on for those. And lastly, Prompts that make you really think. Prompts like a title by a Muslim American author, a book from Black Lives Matter reading list, and a book about social justice issues. Books are not only for escapism and entertainment, but they're also meant to impart knowledge, empathy, perspective, which we've talked about already. Mm -hmm. So this Pop Sugar Reading Challenge is a really great way for you to choose your books this year. I totally agree. And the sound of our cheering fans means it's time for listener comments. We posed a holiday question about whether you were reading, baking, or rapping, and Tara replied, all three. I started Transcendent Kingdom earlier this week. I'm trying to snatch a few minutes to read. So let us know what you think of that one, Tara. We haven't, I haven't read that one yet, so it'd be interesting to know what your take is. Um, really, because I was thinking, what, what did you bake? Oh, you <laughs> right. Exactly. 
Um, Elizabeth made me chuckle when she responded to a meme on our Facebook page about book versus movie. She said, quote, after Jurassic Park, my family tries to keep me from movies and TV shows that I've read the book already, end quote. And I feel your pain, Elizabeth. Your family just does not understand. Well, let us know what you're participating in this year. If you're doing a, a reading challenge, which one are you doing? And let us know if you're doing the Pop Sugar Challenge. We've added a few links to the show notes, but this is just a smattering of what you'll find if you do a search. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest for more. And visit us at www.bubblybibbly.com, where with just a few clicks, you may just find the meaning to life. <laughs> and remember, T.S. Eliot said it best. If you aren't in over your head, how do you know how tall you are? <laughs> <laughs>